Hello, Masters in the Making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. I'm excited and honored to welcome our guest today, Brian Wish. Brian is a growth consultant aiding global impact visionaries with past clients, including the Cairo Society, Alan Gannett, and the Atlanta Hawks and Braves. His clients have been represented in Inc., Forbes, CNBC, TechCrunch, and Wired Magazine. Based in Washington, D.C., he pursues life with a dedicated resiliency to discover, build, and grow missions that matter. Brian, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a joy. And like we were talking about in the pre-chat, it's super cool because we were corresponding via email to get Alan on the show a few months back. And now here we are chatting ourselves. It's, it's really cool how we've come full circle. Full circle indeed. <laughs> so, um, so Brian, you know, how's everything going? How, what are you up to these days? That's a loaded question, Mike. Um, I know. <laughs> where do I start? Uh, I, uh, I'm living in Washington D.C. Uh, that's where I'm from, or based out of. And you know, I for the last year I've been, you know, as mentioned, I've been running Alan's book campaign and the book launch of the Creative Curve, which was a fascinating experience and. Uh, you know, I kind of got to the end of that road and, you know, at, towards the beginning of that chapter, I started thinking about, you know, what's next, you know, knowing that I only had about a year to kind of make this book a success. Uh, and, and so I thought, how do I really use my talents and skills to help other creators, entrepreneurs, authors uh, really grow the things that matter to them? Uh, I just love helping others succeed and using my skills to do that has been a really fulfilling journey. That's super cool, and that's very exciting. Something I want to dive deeper into, and I, you know, I kind of want to take a step back to the beginning because you know I know a little bit about you just from us chatting and having some emails back and forth. But for people who don't know you, you know, kind of tell us about where you started, kind of your humble beginnings. You know, where where did you begin this journey, and you know, how is it taking you to this point today? Sure. So I went to college at the University of Georgia, and you know I think most people go into college and they putz around for a few years, and like that's great, um, you know, to figure things out. I think I came into college with a little more focused kind of pursuit. Uh, you know, I really wanted to figure out a meaningful path and figure out how to make money doing it. Um, you know, just with how I grew up, I. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to see a family that I think thrived financially, but I didn't really see a family that thrived financially and like truly loved what they did. And I, I just felt there was a disconnect there. And so college to me was this kind of playground to experiment with different opportunities that, you know, I thought would, you know, be fulfilling and I could see tangible results from. So when I got to school, I, I really got interested in the sports business world. I, I grew up playing sports, and I always had a passion for building businesses and figured why not you know, a better way to combine sports and business. Uh, and that led me working uh, in the sports business industry for three years in a variety of different um, roles. So I interned with American University in their sports uh, marketing department. I, interviewed with the, or I interned with the Hawks in their sports programs department. I did – you know, sponsorship and sponsor activation for the college IMG campus. And then, you know, I did, you know, three, four internships in sports. And um, from there, you know, what happened was is uh, I started noticing different gaps and opportunities. And, 
you know, I was so deep in an industry, I could see things on the ground level, I think that most people couldn't see. And uh, I noticed there was a gap between uh, colleges and pro teams and how to market to them and make them feel like involved. And so that ended up kind of being like my very first like real entrepreneurial uh, endeavors, basically creating sports uh, ambassador college programs that were sales and marketing oriented uh, between pro sports teams in Atlanta and college students. And, you know, those were kind of like my early days, just really kind of supplanting myself uh, within a niche and learning the ins and outs and learning mentors and all the, all the you know, things you need to do to be successful. And, uh, you know, I was very grateful for those three years in college. Sure. And the, the fact that, you know, something you mentioned was having that focus going into college and kind of, you said you kind of knew what you wanted to do. You had an idea of it. And I think a lot of people, myself included, when I went to college, it was kind of like, that's the next step. That's all I knew. It was like, okay, this is the next step, but didn't really have that focus and that, that concentration. And so, you know, for people listening who may want to get better at, at focusing on their goals, you know, do you have any tips for that? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone goes at their own pace. You know, my pace isn't better than the person who goes into college with no direction. I think my earlier experiences in life, I think, gave me perspective that maybe other people didn't have. And and so I don't really think it's – I think it's just everyone's on their own timeline, and we shouldn't rush to, you know, be more focused if we're still trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um but if, to answer your question, I think to be more focused, I think, you know, reading, you know, reading certain books, reading, um, you know, different journals, I think reading plays a big role. I think writing and like uh, self-discovery is a huge component um, of this type of work. You know, you got to really know yourself, I think, and try a bunch of different things and gain as many perspectives as possible to start honing in on, you know, the few things, the few things where you want to put your time. Sure, absolutely. And I like that you mentioned that everyone's in their own timeline because I think it's so easy to compare yourself with others uh, on Instagram or Facebook or, or you know with, with social media. Now it's so easy to compare and see the highlight reels, but really it's it's not linear at all. <laughs> absolutely, um, it seems like it at times though. Yeah, absolutely, Don't, definitely. And so, what did you graduate with? Um, what what kind of degree did you have? I was a marketing degree. Gotcha. And so when you graduated with that marketing degree, like what was the next step after that? Like where did you go from there? So I, you know, what happened when I was doing all this work in sports is I hit a really low period in my life. I was trying to take on the world and when I got to college and and there was a lot of pre-existing reasons for that beyond my own parents. But, um, you know, I hit this kind of breakdown and I started questioning everything about myself, like my identity, what I was like really chasing, uh, just like asking like really like a huge self-discovery period. You know, I felt like I was in this shell. Um, and like I spent, you know, about six months going through a depression therapy, you know, just isolation, just t- time on my own to really figure myself out. Um, and, and through that period, you know, through my last year of college, I got really passionate about helping other people go through that like same self-discovery process themselves. And so I created a tech startup called Wishdish, which was a storytelling platform that, you know, I'm currently rebranding, you know, and will launch in a year, year and a half. And, um, and basically I wanted to help other people kind of share who they were in a community that cared 
uh, and they created this global writing platform for people to share these struggles and triumphs and really, uh, you know, be vulnerable and authentic. And it was, uh, you know, I didn't really know how I was going to monetize it. I took all the money from uh, the Hawks and the Braves projects and I poured it in to Wishdish and I lived in my college town for the next year and a half after I graduated um, without taking any other jobs and just really like going 100% in and learning as much as I could. I was drinking from a fire hose day in and day out. Wow. Yeah, and so what did you learn? Like what was the biggest takeaway from that that um, learning period after college? Because, well, one side note to that is like I experienced a very similar uh, period like that you that you had gone through with kind of your question and everything and really trying to figure out like what's the next step. And that for me was terrible at the time. Um, but looking back was super formative to a lot of beliefs I currently have going forward. And so for you after experiencing that and then working for a year and a half on wish dish afterwards, you know, what was the biggest takeaway from that whole experience? Is there, is there one moment you can share with us? Yeah. You know, I, um, I think there was, there were a lot of like things that I took away and good questions. Um, you know, I think first I, I had the opportunity to kind of play in an entrepreneurial playground and really just build a lot of like meaningful relationships that have continued to help me to this day because I needed mentorship. I needed support. Uh, I needed people to help me when I didn't have a lot of money. And so I, I had to learn how to, be resourceful, learn how to build really effective relationships, create value for others. Um, and those are kind of like, you know, with the things that were most obvious. Um, the most like personal thing was, you know, going through that period, I, um, I, I, another thing that was very deep and close was my health. You know, I think there's this mentality, like you only have so much time, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I burnt the, uh, candle at both ends like very hard not just like hard but very hard and I paid the price for it you know with getting sick you know just getting very frail and I don't if I could go back I would probably treat that period a little more sustainably with my health with sleep and what I eat and realize those things are actually an investment in my future and not a cost to getting more done uh, and then the last thing I'd say is I kind of got to this period where I woke up every day and like I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a long-term plan, although I had a vision. Um, and, and I didn't know how to execute day in and day out to make a long-term vision come to life. And that's because I had lacking experience and a lack of, uh, you know, just understanding of frameworks that you needed to have to be successful. So I spent, you know, the last two years under Alan and a prior company called Kairos taking kind of these year-long master's degree you know, type opportunities, but to get paid, learn and build incredible networks um, through other people's visions. And, uh, you know, it's been incredible to learn these skills um, that I think we're, we're fundamentally missing from my toolkit. And so, you know, you mentioned success a couple of times and mentorship. And something that's been going through my mind, we spoke a little bit about this in the pre-chat, was having that grand vision but not necessarily knowing the plan to get there. So it sounds like you've had some insights on that. And can you kind of break down what you may have learned from that and how you can have that vision 
like you had for yourself and then kind of create the framework around that. Can you kind of break that down for us? Yeah, I think the easiest thing to do is like um, instead of just kind of shooting for something just because you think it's a good fit, I think it's really analyzing, uh, you know, what's missing like from your toolkit that you really want to build a skill set or a craft in. And for me, when I was done with Wishdish, uh, that skill, um, those that those skills I really wanted to pick up was like fundamentally understanding how to build a global community. How do you put infrastructure in that you can scale bodies across the world to contribute to a big bigger mission? Um, you know, and that's something at Wishdish I thought was instrumental to our success. But I don't think I had the, the toolkit to do on a global level. Uh, and so once I finished that, you know, the next step was what am I still missing? And I said, I wrote down on a sheet of paper, like, I'm missing digital skills. I am missing, I really want to work under someone who's extraordinarily successful um, and just get uh, the feel for how they kind of go in about just the day in and day out and operate in, within their life. Um, and that, you know, led me to Alan. You know, I like stars aligned very serendipitously um, and it gave me literally all the skills I was looking for and someone who I could latch onto for a year. Um, help them succeed with something I truly believed in, um, but also like learn the things that were very important to me to kind of continue progressing in my growth. So when you, after Wishdish, I like how you, you, you mentioned that you kind of sat down and said, what am I missing? So do you think that's like a big step in really figuring out like, okay, you have that vision, you want this. So you want to make wish dish. You created wish dish and then you said, okay, what's, what's next for me? Is that kind of how you approached it? Like what's missing? And then you just kind of followed the breadcrumbs if you will. Yeah, more, more or less like, you know, my, I'm doing this consultancy, I guess, which I don't even love the word consultant at all. I'm, I'm helping people, you know, have voices and giving, you know, pushing their dreams forward, which is great. And I think like the mission that is still so close to me is the one with you know, was wish dish and creating global community for expression and building a business around that. And so to me, it's like, I've kind of looked at what are all the things I need to learn to like get there successfully and do it faster to have more exponential results. And so that's what I've kind of done at each step. And, you know, what I'm doing now with, you know, to get closer to that vision is building a business on myself, uh, under my own brand to learn how to build a brand, to learn, uh, how to get how to learn how to make money on my own name like it's to me it's been like breadcrumbs you know getting closer to like un, being able to put it all together no matter what the vision is because I have all the frameworks that I need and the resources and network to make whatever it is I want to create come to life so I think you said it like perfectly that's exactly what I've been doing and so there's two two things I want to uh, bring up on that point and one is you know for people listening right now who have a vision and they want to be xyz wherever they want to be at you know what what do you think is the and maybe they're stuck right now what is the first step you'd recommend they do right now so i think like people at this stage can um i think people at this stage how do i want to say this I think there's like a temptation to look at ex the external, the Instagram stories, mm. uh, the, the LinkedIn feeds and look at people succeeding. Right. Yep. And like, I think one, like question, are they succeeding in the, in the right direction? Um, two, have they really like, are they really like fulfilled in doing the thing they want? And like, 
I think it's important to reach out and ask people questions. I really do. Like building those relationships to glean advice. But at the end of the day, I think like doing that internal work on yourself is what's most important. And like I, I truly uh, believe working from the inside out versus the outside in is one of the best skill sets and just writing and kind of exploring your own mind and thoughts. And it can be scary and it can be a, like a tough objective process. But I think it's the one that, that yields, you know, the greatest insights into who you are and actually kind of what you do want to achieve. And then for figuring out a plan to go do that. And so one thing, the other point I wanted to bring up based on that was we, you talked about mentorship a couple times. And I kind of want to segue this into how you got started with, with Alan in that whole process. Because, and if anyone listening who hasn't heard or know, no, doesn't know of Alan, we have him on a previous episode. You can scroll back through and, and find his episode. Very charismatic guy. It was a, a fun conversation. But how did that uh, relationship begin? How did, and how did you kind of both learn from that and get paid? Like how did that whole medley come together? Yeah, so I was new. I was spinning off of my role with Kairos. I was after I was building their global community, and we agreed to finish in November. And you know, I told you I kind of sat down and I wrote down what I wanted to learn in like in my next kind of chapter, my next progression. And so when I wrote all that out, I started looking for opportunities that kind of fit that kind of job description I had for myself, not like the resume job description, but just like the one, the boxes I wanted to fill. And so, you know, when I moved to DC, I started meeting people in the city. I started reaching out to friends, just have conversations. It was, it was one of those exploratory times where like relationship building was a, a big focus. And, um, when I met Alan, you know, we met for coffee. My friend Ari introduced us. Uh, and he's like, you got to meet Alan. And I said, great. And so we met, and Mike, it was probably the scariest, like one of the scariest meetings I've had, not because that Alan's like successful and incredible in his own right. It was because I walked out of the meeting feeling very un unprepared, um, and, and like I would probably never really have a conversation with him again. And wow. it just wow. didn't go well because he was so on it and so quick with questions because he's... He's fast. He's such an incredible learner and very intuitive and just gets to the most salient point in a matter of minutes. And for me, it just kind of caught me off guard because I didn't know how to answer the questions, although he was taking a genuine interest in me. And so, um, you know, I said goodbye. I had a handwritten thank you note, like pre preloaded. I gave it to him. And then three weeks later, I was at a conference and I get an email from him and it said, hey, what are you doing after Kairos again? And I was like, why? And he's like, I have an idea. And I said, what's that? He goes, I'm looking for someone to run my book launch or do my book marketing. And I said, tell me more. What's the book about? And so went down that rabbit hole and I was just like, wow, this is this is everything I wrote out, you know, 30 days ago of what I'm looking for. And, um, you know, and, and I said, yes, like very enthusiastically. And I just spent a year, you know, doing everything I could to figure out you know, how to get his book spread around. And uh, it was one of the most amazing years of my life and one of the most challenging at the same time. He pushed me uh, every day to get better and more fine. And, you know, I'm so grateful, so grateful. Wow. And was, and was that a full-time position? Like, how, how did that work? 
Yeah, it was very full time. So, you know, I made that my focus while I kind of built my own brand and like the sidelines and that was like 10% of my day. But, you know, I spent the majority of my time, you know, working on his, his book. Wow. That's incredible. And, and one of the things in a going in and with in line with that is, is uh, relationships and something you mentioned before, you know, you got to DC, you started making all these relationships and communicating and that's kind of how you met Alan so what I and I've been talking to some friends about this is really finding those people you mesh with, and I'm a big believer in the saying you're the five people you spend the most time with. For you, when you were kind of you moved to DC and you were trying to find these relationships, where did you go? How did you start these conversations with people? Yeah, so you know I was lucky with the benefit of my prior work with Kairos. One of my jobs was building a global community in 40 plus countries around the world, and within the U.S., we did it on the top 20 campuses. And so, you know, I ran the community, so I was kind of the the extension of the HQ to these local leaders who were incredible in their own right. So I just reached out to the chapter leaders at GW. Um, whose literally job within Kairos was to go make relationships with local entrepreneurs uh, doing really incredible work. And, um, you know, and so when I got here, I just had them make some introductions. You know, I worked really hard building the community for Kairos and, you know, was able to, you know, reap the benefits of that after because I kind of put in the time and energy to, you know, make that community come to life. So um, it, w- it was actually fairly easy just because I kind of had good rapport with you know the right people before i got here gotcha so for somebody listening who let's say doesn't have that community yet or is almost starting from day one and wants to find a community and find people you know what is some practical things they might be able to do to reach out you know i, I see you on linkedin all the time posting stuff and um and i follow your journey there but what can, what can they do like what where, where should they start and how do they go forward with that Sure. Um, so I was very similar to that, actually. So when I was doing Wish Dish, and I, you know, I think just like happened to like find Kairos. Like I got obsessed with building global community because I saw how important it was to find your tribe. And while like I had my tribe authentically, like through writing and like meaningful conversation, like that kind of audience is also different from an audience of like entrepreneurs. And I think when you have your own dreams and aspirations, surrounding yourself with those like minds were important. So, you know, I, I very much, again, lucked into it through a lot of just hard work and hustling. But, um, you know, I started researching a bunch of entrepreneurial communities online. And I started doing a ton of research on just different groups and organizations that I wanted to align myself with. And then I just started reaching out internally through LinkedIn, through Facebook, and just like taking a genuine interest in the people I was reaching out to and, you know, trying to just ask them if I could learn more about them and talk to them. And, you know, after like 150 emails, I, um, you know, Kairos was kind of hit and, you know, I volunteered to run their Southeast division and that led to running their whole community. And so it was a lot of like knowing, Hey, I want to break into these certain groups, uh, and have access to the things that like really motivate and empower me. But in order to do that, I need to have the right relationships. And if I have the right relationships, I need to give first and like have a true givers mentality. And so I just started volunteering and giving time and like lending resources to try to help people along their path. Um, because I wasn't like born into a like super innovative family with all the resources and like, you know, 
you know, most of those kids are at like Ivy League schools or other schools. Right, right. And like I had to like break through so many walls to like find the tribe of people that I really aligned with. And so, you know, I, I was that person who didn't have that group and wanted it so badly. Right. And that's something, you know, I can definitely relate to myself. Um, I'm, I'm going forward looking to build my own kind of film community and grab some like-minded people together um, and kind of build a tribe that way. So I, I found it so interesting how that process works. It's something that you mentioned that really hits home is that giver's mentality. And that's something I hear so often. What does that really mean to you? I know besides the, the, the face level giving, like what, what, what is that? Can you really kind of go into what that means for you as a, as a person and as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I just, you mean, like, can you rephrase the question? Like, are you asking, like, how to have a giver's mentality or what went into that or what? Yeah, yeah. So, like, your process going, like, not, I can't say your process, but what does giving entail? Yeah, honestly, my mentor of mine told me, like, the best quote ever. He said, relationships are the best form of modern day currency. Mm, I like that. Yeah, so let that sink in. So, you know, once you start, like, you know, if you don't have a lot to like give someone in terms of like maybe knowledge to start or money to pay them to do what you need them to do, you need to like be able to trade something. And so I, you know, for like the betterment of like humanity and people, I've always worked to just connect people freely. Like people who I think would be a really good fit to kind of match where they are on the journey. Like, for instance, uh, this this girl on LinkedIn named Ada, she reached out to me. She said, hey, uh, I'm looking to build, like, a group of, like, entrepreneurial people. I'm missing that. And, like, I introduced her to three people with expecting nothing in return. She had conversations with all of them, said, you know, these people were amazing, really made a difference in my way of thinking, realizing there were people like me. Like, whether it's as simple as just helping someone else find their tribe or, you know, helping someone connect to a higher level in a business, like, uh, what, you know, conversation or negotiation where I can, you know, add someone to it. You know, I've really used people in my network, um, to help them meet other people who can help them. And typically when I think of like introducing one person to another, it's like mutually beneficial for both of them. And so I think that's been like a very like, key way before I started building various skill sets that I could also give to other people um, on various projects. So it started with, you know, finding the right people and then developing the right skills for the people, you know, under the people I really admired and then kind of branching from there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That's awesome. And so, you know, um, I guess I might know the answer to this, but people listening who want to start relationships, you know, like how do you go about keeping a relationship going um, through media because sometimes like you and I, for example, we, we don't, we haven't met in person. Um, our communication is, has been solely virtual. You know, how do you keep a relationship going and thriving when you can't always see the person in, in real time? Yeah. I mean, I'm really good about communication. Uh, I mean, I have all my contacts in uh, contactually like 7,000 contacts, like organized wow. um, based on like, you know, different tags that how they feel like kind of fit into my life. Um, I'm very good at like staying active on social and just, you know, having a, like having a relative, you know, like a present brand that, you know, so people like, rem- you know, remember to stay in touch and vice versa. 
Um, and then I'm just like really good. I think thinking about the people in my life who have really helped me and helping them with things now that, you know, I think I'm able to do that a little more than I have in the past. So I think I'm, I'm very good at communication. Um, and it just allows me to really kind of continue working with other people. Um, and like just staying in touch. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. And I think, you know, the email you sent me actually was staying in touch was the, the, the subject line. Yeah, um, actually, that's awesome. So, um, Brian, you know, what is your day to day look like today? You know, we talked about your kind of journey where you started, uh, your work with Alan, but now like, where are you at? What are you doing? What is your day to day work life look like? Sure. So after Alan, I launched my own uh, platform under just my own name, BrianWish.com. And the idea was helping other entrepreneurs grow their missions that matter. So, you know, once I spun off and launched, you know, the goal was, you know, get get clients I really aligned with. They were doing really neat things. Um, and so I was able, I was very fortunate enough to have, you know, a lot of kind of instant interest and uh, people who wanted to work with me. And uh, I, you know, got all the clients signed up and, um, you know, so what I'm doing now is, you know, on like a given day, I'm, I'm doing kind of client work, you know, from like 7.30 a.m. to like 7 p.m. at night, you know, and uh, what, like what that entails, I'm helping uh, a few authors that, you know, I really like what they're doing. Um, you know, helping them on their book launch and taking the systems and things I've learned and applying to what they're doing to help them really market their books. I'm helping other entrepreneurs build, you know, their own personal brands. I think as an entrepreneur, you know, you get so sucked into your company, but have, but when you realize your company is only an extension of you and you're, you're always going to own your own voice, it's a little more appealing to actually build a brand around yourself. And then, create a company off of that extension um, where I think a lot do it the other way around. So I really help entrepreneurs um, with that like identity um, and online identity and through content, uh, through audience building, through helping them build sites and products um, on their own name. Uh, and then I've been helping um, a lot of, you know, a few brands build grassroots communities. So, uh, you know, one brand works with a bunch of brands, but they need to, have a more of a hands-on effort on different campuses. And so, you know, how do you put in scalable infrastructure to do that? What are those processes and systems? So, you know, it's, I kind of have kind of narrowed down in those three niches. Um, and those are just all the things I've done the last three years and kind of put it all together. That's awesome. Super cool. And so one thing I want to talk about, piggybacking off of that and kind of like this exciting work that you're doing with your passions, with your, with your, uh, expertise. You mentioned brands and personal brands, and I don't know if we have necessarily a, a whole enough time to go really deep into that, but people who are learning to build their own personal brand, are there any resources you can recommend or any kind of starting points that might lead them in the right direction? Yeah, I think one, just, uh, I mean, doing something as simple as sharing content on like LinkedIn or Instagram, um, not a huge fan of Facebook. I mean, Facebook too, but just like letting people know what you're doing, like sharing content to the world that helps people. Um, when I think of posting and like posting for myself or helping other people create content, I'm always thinking about like the end user and who they're trying to impact. Right. And I, and I think if you can share things that, you know, make people change behavior, um, you know, that's a great start. Um, 
from there, you know, how do you, you know, do you want to have a personal website? Like what, what's that going to do for you? Um, and how do you have kind of your own online kind of home is kind of how I put it. And so that's why I built my own. I always wanted to have a separate identity as me from, you know, what I do specifically. And that's why I created a website. Um, and then from there, you know, can you, are there different organizations you align with? Can you help write content on their blog around things you believe in? Like, I'm just a big proponent of sharing um, who you are uh, and how you connect with other organizations and their core values. And, you know, just building off of that, I think just simple steps of, of just being meaningful and thoughtful and intentional in what you share and how you come across digitally. That's awesome. Sharing, sharing, sharing. Got it. And so, Brian, you know, we're, before we say goodbye, you know, where is the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do? Sure. So uh, my email is just Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, and then wish, like make a wish, W-I-S-H.com. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, and uh, my website is just BrianWish.com. So those are kind of my three avenues of uh, communication uh, that, you know, I use. Awesome. Brian, well, thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the mic, man, and I really appreciate you being on the show, and uh, we'll chat very soon. Awesome. Thanks so much, Mike. I enjoyed it. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.